Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to this podcast hosted by yeah, my name is Mia. We will be sharing and discussing the many wonderful and magical life experiences and personal transformation that happens when you hit the big 4-0. Hopefully, you will get excited, not to mention inspired, to embrace this next big chapter in your life. Please remember to take what resonates with you, as I know that everyone's personal life journey will be different and unique to them. Okay, are you ready? Now, let's get started. Hello, good morning, happy shiny people. <laughs> yes, I'm back. Did you all miss me? I've been reading um, all your comments and your suggestions, and um, I hope that I can be incorporating some of those suggestions in the upcoming episodes. Anyway, um, yeah, so now we're back. This is episode number six, and um, it's all about astrology. Um, all you listeners out there, I bet if I asked you what was your, what is your zodiac sign or what is your um, sun sign, you know, your zodiac, when you go and look up your horoscope, what is the sign that you look up? Um, I guess everybody knows theirs, right? Um, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah, my birthday is coming up next week. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius. And um, I guess um, I am what you would call a typical Aquarius because I do display some of the traits some of the many traits of an Aquarian. As a teenager, I guess, um, same as everyone here, we were so into the horoscopes, right? I mean, I remember, um, you know, we had those teen magazines and they had these weekly horoscopes and, uh, and you know, and they, they have predictions about um, your upcoming um about your life in the upcoming week and especially about your love life and love potentials and all that and it was so exciting for me at that time to be looking up uh, my horoscopes i'm not just an aquarius because in astrology there are several ruling planets that affects the signs and affects um, certain periods in your life and certain aspects of your life so when I say that I'm an Aquarius it means that is my Sun sign and it turns out I have other signs that influence my life for instance I have my moon sign I have um, my Mercury sign I have my Venus sign I have my um, ascendant and um, as I've grown older uh, I found out I became more interested in, in astrology and I found out that it is actually um, something that is based on um, 
more or less on science, right? So um, it has to do with the planetary positions. It has to do with um, uh, the certain degrees and angles of this planet in conjunction to that planet and stuff like that. And it has to do with energy and how it affects um, uh, the energy flowing through you and um, and the certain characteristics and and traits that you have on the day that you were born. So that was interesting to me. I've learned that, um, for instance, I'm not going to go in depth about astrology because that's going to take like an like maybe even five episodes. That I I don't um, I don't think I can fit it in in just one episode. Um, but the the heart of the matter is I've learned that astrology, knowing your birth signs, knowing your birth chart, you know, what your sun sign is, what your moon sign, your ascendance, and everything, it. It is something that has become that can become a tool for reflection. Like, for instance, um, again, nothing is set in stone because I don't believe that um, we, as a person, are just one way or one type of uh, way because we are always learning and growing and we are always evolving. But it is, I think, it's a good. It's actually a good guide. A good. Um, blueprint, if you will, uh, into discerning who you are and your potential and why you behave the way you behave and how do you overcome, how can you overcome certain obstacles in your life and how you make decisions and how you react to certain um, situations, they're all in there. And astrology, when you use it in the right way, in a positive way, can become just another tool into learning more about who you are, into helping you um, to self-reflect and to um, help you in figuring things out about your life. Right. So just to give a brief history, um, I read something online, according to space.com, the ancient Babylonians created the zodiac by dividing the sky into 12 sections, each named after the largest constellation it contained. Mm, the zodiac calendar both tracked time and provided predictions. The Babylonians observed that the movement of planets, called transits, corresponded with both auspicious events and misfortunes on Earth. And then later on, as Swinburne University notes, the Romans ad adopted the zodiac at the dawn of the first century, expanding the roles of the stars and planets through mythology. It was at that intersection of meticulous observation and epic folklore that astrology was born. Huh, that's interesting. So it's actually, it's been for centuries that astrology was at the heart of science, medicine, philosophy, and of course, magic. Right, so what does this have to do with your birth chart? And what is a birth chart or a natal chart? Um, here the article goes on to say that Though astrology is a vast, complex, and highly specialized study, the core principles are straightforward. 
This is talking about a birth chart. A birth chart is a snapshot of the sky at the moment of your birth. Now, there are lots of free online birth chart calculator that you can use. You just need to put in the date of your birth and the time of your birth and the place of your birth. So it has to be specific. You got to put in um, uh, all of them if you want to get an accurate reading. So the birth time, date and place. And what is your birth chart or natal chart reveals and how is it important to you and um, what is it for? So. The birth chart, it reveals the precise location of each of the planets and which constellation they occupied as you entered the world. In some birth charts, all the planets are in the same constellation. In others, they're spread widely across the sky. The distance between these planets is important since each has its own celestial function. So, again, um, when we're talking about astrology, it's not... Um, woo-woo science or uh, uh, you know like magic juju love potion number nine or something like that no it's um it's actually uh, rooted in um, science and in study of the stars and the planet and their position and so on and so forth okay let me just repeat that again um what is a birth chart or a natal chart okay Natal charts include planetary placements, which is where a given planet was when you were born, based on your geographic location. So that's why if you want to be using um, some of the free birth chart calculators, online birth chart calculators, um, I've recommended a couple um, uh, uh, on my Instagram and in the um, uh, description um caption of this um, podcast um, you have to be specific with not only your date but the time of your birth and the location of your birth um, the main significance to these planets and their placement is that they represent different aspects of your personality so for instance um, this is the quick a quick breakdown um, there are the, there are the planets right and the planets describe a certain process of what is happening for instance Mars fights Saturn links and Jupiter expands and Venus is about love etc etc and then we have the signs signs is which signs in which the planet is located so a sign in which the planet is located determines how the planet is manifesting itself for example Mars may manifest itself in a way Aries would have, so vigorously and irritably, or in the manner of Taurus, which is more slowly, gradually, and consistently. And then in the birth chart, you also have houses. Now, houses show special areas of everyday life in which all this takes place, you know, the planets, in the planets being in the signs. Location in a house shows whether, for example, Mars manifests in relationships, that would be the seventh house, or in employment, that would be the sixth house, or in family, that would be in the fourth house, and so on and so forth. There are 12 houses in a birth chart or in a natal chart. Right, so um, just a quick cheat cheat sheet. <laughs> Planets show us what is happening, 
Signs show us how it is happening, and houses show us where it is happening. Okay. Now、um, let's just break it down. Um, and we'll start with the planets first. Okay,、um, there are ten planets that are mentioned in the birth chart. Okay, and the first one and the most prominent one is the sun. So when someone asks you what your sign is, whether or not they know it, they're asking about the position of the sun at your moment of birth. So what does the sun signifies? The sun symbolizes our fundamental essence. This vibrant celestial body represents our ego, sense of self, basic personality, and general preferences. Everybody has their own sun sign, of course, right? Like for instance, when someone asks me what's my sign, zodiac sign, I automatically say it's Aquarius because. That's my sun sign, and that's the sign that most people know about themselves. Everybody knows their own sun sign. Next, we have the moon. The moon's gravitational pull regulates the climate and oceanic tides. Now, within astrology, the moon represents our emotional inner world. While the sun exposes our outer experience, the moon symbolizes everything beneath the surface. So, if the sun is outwards looking, the moon is inward looking, and the moon governs the zodiac sign of Cancer. Of course, the sensitive, protective water sign that defines nurture, comfort, and security. Now, based on my birth chart, my moon sign is Gemini. So even though personality-wise I'm very much Aquarius, but when it comes to my emotions and my feelings and how I process um, uh, uh, things、um, that has to do with a heart space, then I identify with Gemini. Okay. Now Mercury symbolizes communication. While the moon reflects our emotions, this planet, Mercury, reflects logic and rationality. So how we process things with our mind, and how we、um, think things through, and how we communicate them—that's Mercury. Mercury uses its clever intellect and relentless curiosity to analyze, sort, and classify, helping us synthesize and articulate. Complex ideas. Ah,、oh, my Mercury is in Aquarius, so same as my Sun sign. Hmm. Okay. Here it says that people with Mercury in Aquarius do not care what they write as long as they can write. These people learn foreign languages easily, and they flirt with abstract ideas, scientific predictions, and their intuition. This is so true. It can be said that Mercury feels the best in air signs, but it can be okay.、Oh, but it can be a bit shallow in them. These people do not like to study things into the greatest detail. Yeah, well, probably. I do like learning a lot of things. I like learning new things all the time. But that is true. Sometimes some things you don't need to learn in great details. You just need to know the surface. 
you know, um, structure of them, the surface information, uh, knowledge of it. You don't really need to go into the details. That is so true. Okay, next sign is da 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 da. Ah, next planet is Venus. Ooh, Venus. Uh, named after the enchanting Roman goddess, Venus is the vibrant planet that represents beauty, love, and abundance. You know, basically the heart space, sensuality, and harmony, and pleasure. Okay, that's good. This planet's highbrow taste reflects our interest in art and culture, while its romantic sensibilities reveal our idealized perception of love. So where is my Venus? Where are you, Venus? Oh, wow. Okay, my Venus is in Capricorn. Venus in Capricorn people will try to win your heart by displaying self-control, presence of mind, and responsible behavior. These lovers want you to know they are goal-oriented, witty, savvy, and controlled. Nobody can get the best of them. <laughs> Nobody can get the best of them. <laughs> They want you to see just how competent they are. They like some measure of predictability in their relationships as they are cautious in love. Oh, very, very cautious. You don't just go falling in love with, you know, any, any old person like, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry. You, you have to be discerning about it, okay? It's cautious. Yes, people with Venus in Capricorn are, are withdrawn and they do not express their feelings openly. True, they do not like to show their feelings in the public and when they are in love, they want to keep the, their relationship secret for a long time. So, so, so true. <laughs> they do not like to get involved in a relationship unless the other party has shown their interest in some way. Right, so not the first, not the one to make the first move. Okay. So, for this reason, they are likely to be attracted to someone who is more open and straightforward than they are. They usually believe in traditional values such as loyalty and stability of a relationship and they only start trusting their partners after they know them for some time. Hmm. True. Next, we have Mars. Mars, um, the red planet Mars is known as the warrior of the zodiac. It symbolizes action, determination, and aggression. Its impassioned spirit often manifests when we're racing to meet a deadline, running off to catch a flight, or competing for a selective position. Mars is the fire under our ass, <laughs> providing the adrenaline charge boost of energy that fuels movement. It also reflects our physical passion and lust. So that's Mars. Um, I'm not going to elaborate on it, on all the planets one by one because that's going to take a lot of time. So I'm just going to go through it quickly. My Mars is in Taurus, by the way, and we do not like to waste time daydreaming. In other words, when they make plans, they are realistic and they will accomplish what they plan. That's us, Mars in Taurus people. And then we have Jupiter. Okay, um, Jupiter symbolizes fortune, philosophy, abundance, and spirituality. This generous 
planet governs expansion, encouraging us to widen our scope and broaden our horizons through philosophy, spirituality, and education. So it also um, it also affects our happiness and optimism. It rules over luck, good fortune, truth, and how we want to grow and expand. My Jupiter is in Aquarius, so um, these people attracts the most good fortune when they are tolerant and fair, inventive, impartial, and cooperative. And they value people and personal freedom most of all, desiring to show unique perspective or skills. See? Um, Jupiter in Aquarius is open to new methods and progress, great tolerance and humanitarianism. Next planet is Saturn. Okay, what does Saturn symbolize? Oh, Saturn symbolizes hard work, professional achievements, and steadfast resilience. Okay, so, um, but however, on a bad day, it can be harsh and unemotional, forcing us to learn through tough love and difficult challenges. So that's why um, Saturn represents challenges, you know, responsibility, rules, and all the things that scream, you're an adult now, grow up, <laughs> you know, so that's Saturn. So what, where is my Saturn? My Saturn is in Gemini. Oh, okay. Um, people with Saturn in Gemini have to learn to use their mind correctly and effectively. These people either literally adore using their intelligence and everything has to have a logical explanation or they are very intuitive and limited by their inability to think logically. Yeah, that's true. So sometimes I'm very logical about something, but sometimes I just go with my heart and do what I think, what I feel, what I feel is best, okay? Next planet is Uranus. Uranus is blah, 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 symbolizing technology, rebellion, and innovation. This revolutionary planet hates the rules and is always eager to facilitate groundbreaking dynamic change. How? That sounds familiar. I wonder why. Uranus in your chart speaks to what makes you original and unique. It's actually the ruler of Aquarius who is all about individuality. That's right. So Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius, the free-thinking air sign recognized for its eccentricity and non-conformity. True. So where is my Uranus? My Uranus is in Libra. So, oh, hmm, okay. Uranus in Libra brings sudden and intense energy into traditional desire for harmony and tranquility. People with Uranus in this position do not accept traditional forms of relationships, oh, in love or other interpersonal relationships. They can bring new elements in politics and arts, oh, okay, always wanting questions traditional approaches to relating and wants to do things differently. Yes. Now that is not surprising. <laughs> okay, next planet is Neptune. Um, Neptune, 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 where are you? What do you? What, what, what is? 
what are you known for? Neptune is a creative hub, which makes sense since water signs are often so artistic and rules over dreams and imagination. So anything to do with fantasy, illusion, spirituality, the imagination, that's Neptune. Okay. Um, now, uh, the Neptunian energy is extremely creative and powerfully psychic. Okay, so you gotta um, remember that. So, Neptune's power exists at the intersection of fantasy and reality in between. So, you have to take care not to, you know, not to lean too much into either direction because on a bad day, you know, if you lean too much into the um, fantasy instead of the reality, you can become delusional and an escapist. When Neptune's influence is felt, explore your imagination, but remember to throw down an anchor. You never want to get lost at sea. Now, my Neptune is in Sagittarius, and here it says that they enjoy long voyages. True. Love traveling. Things foreign. True. Love discovering new things. And being close to water. Also, very, very true. Love the beach. Love being by the sea altruistic broad spiritual vision humane and spiritual those are people with neptune in sagittarius okay now let's go on to the next planet next planet is pluto what is it it's okay pluto symbolizes power transformation destruction and regeneration Oh, named after the Roman god of the underworld, Hades, in Greek mythology, Pluto's power is rooted in darkness. Whew. Pluto reminds us that in order for us to manifest change, we must release the past. So again, it's about transformation, regeneration, power. So um, Pluto's energy is extremely potent and powerful. So this planet represents the underbelly of emotions what lies bubbling beneath the surface and the subconscious mind things that feelings that re repress emotions that we um, we've put aside and locked away uh, inside a box and and try so hard never to look at all the parts of ourselves that we do not share freely with the outside world so that's Pluto oh, my Pluto is in Libra so we are always looking for new ways to relate to others um pluto in libra have a, a good sense of balance but it can also bring about sudden and profound changes in their family or unexpected changes in relationships etc these people are adaptable and responsible in their relationships but they are also unstable um, again for People with Pluto in Libra, personal transformation can be accomplished by developing the ability to relate to other people. Okay, next we have the houses. Um, in a natal chart or a birth chart, there are 12 houses. And um, each house represents an area of life. Houses 1 through 6 address everyday activities and mundane matters such as personal finances, the home and routines. And houses 7 through 12 relate to more abstract concepts 
including philosophy, legacy, and psychic abilities. Now, the placement of the planets in the houses reveals where we store our energy, as well as our strengths and weaknesses. Okay? So, um, for instance, if your natal moon is in sensitive cancer, in the seventh house, the house that represents committed partnerships, your emotional happiness may be very connected to your relationships. If your natal Mars is in pragmatic Virgo in the 11th house, that's the house related to humanitarianism, you may be motivated to help others in very practical ways. The unique placement of the planets in the houses is determined by your rising sign, also known as your ascendant. Okay, this is the zodiac sign that was on the eastern horizon at the exact moment of your birth. Your rising sun is important because your rising sun creates the entire architecture of your birth chart of your birth chart and defines your planetary chart ruler. The rising sign also defines our external experience. So if your sun sign writes the speech, your rising sun is how the speech is delivered. As astrologers describe it, it's the mask worn in public. It reveals how you're perceived by others and how you interface with the world. So that's interesting. So we have our sun sign, which is our out outward personality, but then we have our uh, rising su uh, sign or ascendant sign, which is how people perceive us so again that's um, uh, a different um, sign that you have to look out for aside from your sun and your moon and all the other planetary ones is this is the rising or the ascending uh, ascendant sign now my ascendant sign is in Sagittarius so your ascendant or rising sign is the outward image that you project to the world. So you have your, your per basic personality, right? And that's the sun sign. My basic personality is in Aquarius. But how I project my image to the world and how others perceive me, well, that's my rising sun or that's my ascendant sign. So my uh, rising sun or is in um, Sagittarius. So... Aquarius with a Sagittarius Ascendant, she is confident, charismatic and lively, opinionated, restless and stubborn, but also bright and ready for an experience. Okay, and here it says that hopefully there is a strong earth in the chart to help ground her. Now, um, looking at my uh, birth chart, I am a very dominant air sign. I have seven air signs in my birth chart and I have only four earth signs and four fire signs and zero water signs. <laughs> so what does that make me? I'm, <laughs> does that make me, I don't know, I'm without emotion. I'm probably a robot or something. I don't have any emotions because water signs usually um, uh, represents the emotions and feelings and stuff. I don't have water sign in my birth chart. <laughs> Okay, I'm a cold-hearted killer. Oh, okay, well, never mind. Uh, no, no, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. It just means that I'm very much um, into ideas and into abstract 
thinking and in my head a lot and into thoughts and thinking and intellectual stuff and yeah yeah things like that okay but Aquarius with the Sagittarius ascendant um, are full of ideas see I told you <laughs> but not always ready to follow through on them true yeah I can't remember the many times I've had so many ideas that I I couldn't I don't know why I didn't follow through. I, I didn't. I couldn't find the time. I couldn't find the, the. I don't know motivation to follow through on them or whatever. Okay, but yeah, it, it explains a lot now because my ascendant is in Sagittarius. She is independent but friendly. This is how people perceive me. Freedom means everything to her. She celebrates the individual and is a true human humanitarian. Can be an excellent teacher or guide, which is which is something that I love doing, teaching. I love teaching, I love mm, telling, I love, my girls would say, I love telling people what to do. I, I love sharing my opinions with others, which is, ta-da, what this podcast is all about, okay? Here it says, she loves to enlighten others. Okay, there we have it then. That's why this podcast is here. Sometimes blunt in her desire for the truth. Okay, that is Aquarius with a Sagittarius um, ascendant. See, it's interesting, right? You find new um, aspects of yourself and you sometimes go, Oh my God, this is so true. Why am I like this? Now I know why I'm like this. Or maybe we can find aspects where we go, uh, Nah, I don't think that's true. Or uh, I don't want to be like that. And you can do something not to be like that. Because it's, there's always a choice. This, this is not set in stone. You can always change. Change is the only constant in this world. Okay? Change is the only constant in this world. So for those of you who resist change and fight it tooth and nail, well, you will be experiencing a lot of difficult moments in your life because change is inevitable. It happens. We grow. We expand. Uh, we move forward. We don't want to move backwards, right? We want to move forward. So embrace change. That's what I always say. Embrace change. So um, yeah. So the houses are one to um, one to twelve, and they all have specific meanings to them. Like. Um, for instance, the first house is the beginnings. The first house begins the zodiac and covers the, all the first, first impressions. That's why the ascendant sign is in the first house. Because the ascendant sign is what people first see in you. It's how people first make or form their opinions of you. It's how they first perceive you. That's why your ascendant sign is in the first house okay next is second house is um, your sense of stability the second house covers all matters related to your Im immediate material and physical environment tastes smells sounds touch sights the second house also rules income money and self-esteem so it has to do with financial matters also um, my son my son sign Aquarius is in the second house okay my Venus is also in the second house and also my Jupiter is in the second house 
Okay, so here it says I'm easygoing over money matters, and then I earn good money often without too much effort. Oh, I wish. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's the the second house. Um, and here it says that you take pride in what you own and have a strong drive for security. That's true. You have staying power and you hate to let others down once you've made a promise. Mm -hmm. Okay. Da, 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 da. Concentrate on providing your worth, worth through your strong value system and your incredible ability to stick with things as, as to stick with things and with people. Okay. Next is the third house is all about communication. Um, like that, the, the planet. Mercury, was it? Okay. The, her the third house rules all forms of communication. Talking, thinking, gadgets and devices. The third house also covers siblings, neighborhoods, local travel, libraries, schools, teachers and community affairs. And it's ruled by Gemini. Okay. My Mercury is in the third house. So I love deep studies. I'm adaptable, attracted to the arts, letters, knows how to share ideas may move around a lot professionally yeah can easily keep many irons in the fire at the same time a true multitasker yay yes that's me <laughs> this is a, this is an especially curious and inquisitive position for mercury you are generally very interested in reading true teaching there it goes again comes up again teaching speaking uh-huh that's what i'm doing right now exchanging ideas yes keeping current with the daily news and perhaps oh, what no and perhaps gossiping <laughs> okay that's true your interests are many and varied sometimes to the point that you barely skim the surface of any one topic that is true um important to learn many things but some things do not require in-depth you know knowledge uh, quick to learn, you're also swift to share what you know with others. You can be very talkative when you have the chance. You can be a list maker. No, no, that's not me. <laughs> I don't make lists. I know someone who does. And often are quite involved in your community. Hmm. Okay, so that's my third house. Fourth house is all about the home and roots. And it's cancer ruled. It sits at the very bottom of the zodiac wheel and rules the foundations of all things. This includes your home, your privacy, your basic security, your parents, particularly your mom, children, your own mothering abilities, nurturing, and TLC. Again, you know, it's because it's ruled by cancer, everything that has to do with emotions. Okay, I don't have any planet um, in the fourth house fifth house is all about self-expression the fifth house is ruled by dramatic leo and it governs self-expression drama creativity color attention romance fun and play my mars mars is the go-getter is in the fifth house so um i'm spontaneous in nature like games or competitive sports uh, not so much no that's not true but i love but i am competitive yeah she takes professional risks. A great worker, she likes everything that can be done quickly and gets impatient 
with things that hang around for too long. Uh-huh. It is the same for her emotional life. No candy floss or fine speeches. She gets directly to the point. Oh, that's true. Sometimes too blunt um, for my own good. You have a strong love of pleasure and you tend to directly and perhaps impulsively pursue romance. Oh, no. Okay, let's not get into that. <laughs> okay. Blah, 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 blah. My Mars. Okay, that's my Mars. It's in the fifth house. Mm -hmm. They are physically strong, impulsive, and unstable people who can have a great deal of creati creative talent. They are inclined to brag? What? No! Their behavior in romantic relationships is vigorous and they may be prone to jealousy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they are competitive and they do not like to lose. Yes, that's what I said. I'm competitive. <laughs> These social and active people have talent to work in advertising. Hmm, okay. Now, sixth house is um, service and health. The sixth house is the, do the domain of health and service. It rules schedules, organizations, routines, fitness, diet and exercise, natural and healthy living, helpfulness, and being of service to others. So, and it's ruled by the zodiac Virgo. My moon or my emotions is in the sixth house. Okay. Hmm. Uh, you have an emotional need to be useful, to work productively, to be organized and on top of things, and to lead a healthy life. Yeah. You need a lot of variety on the job to be stimulated and engaged in order to feel happy. True. Some of you might seem to change jobs often, forever in search of the perfect fit job. True again. Acceptance that any job requires some level of routine is hard for you. I hate routine. Bored by routines. <laughs> Um, you are very sensitive and especially aware of minor health annoyances or body aches and pains. Hmm, true. Okay, my Saturn is also in the sixth house. So she is a hard, she is a worker, very steady in all she does. She likes precision, method. She is serious and seeks continuity at work. Hmm, that is true. Okay. My seventh house, uh, uh, the seventh house, house governs relationships and other people. All partnerships, both business and personal, and relationship-associated manners like contracts, marriage, and business deal, and is ruled by Libra. I don't have any planets in the eighth and the seventh house. I don't have any planets in the eighth house, also, which governs transformation. You know, rules, birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, merge energies, and bonding at the deepest level. The eighth house also rules other people's property and money. Okay, and Zodiac is the ruler, uh, Scorpio, sorry, is the ruler of the eighth house. The ninth house is all about growth and expansion. I don't have any planets in them. It covers the higher mind, expansion, international, long distance travel, foreign languages, inspiration, blah, 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 um, morals and ethics, religion, philosophy, higher education, and is ruled by the zodiac um, Sagittarius. Okay, now we go on to the 10th house. The 10th house is all about the career. Um, the 10th house is at the very top and most public part of the chart. The 10th house house governs structures, corporations, traditions, um, boundaries, authority, um, the 10th house is also called the mid, the mid heaven 
and it clues astrologers into your career path and it's ruled by Capricorn. Uh, my 10th house is in Virgo and here it says that people with Virgo on the 10th house cups, cusp become successful by providing services very often in the field of education. Huh. Okay, I like that. These people diligently fulfill their duties. They are broad-minded people, but they are also able to do jobs that require attention to detail. The jo their job could, for example, be writing reviews, see, giving opinions, you know, just like this podcast, which can give them the opportunity to express their specific practical insights and to publish their opinions and <laughs> theories. Okay. They choose their career carefully. It would probably suit them to work for a large organization. Mm. So my Uranus is also in the 10th house. So it says here that I must I must have an independent career with little in the way of dull routines. See, it comes back up again. I do not like routines. And that satisfy her need to move around, travel, and that must in particular have an element of excitement, uncertainty, creativity, or risk attached. She can be a eccentric ha huh. yeah this fits very much um uranus in the 10th house suggests instability in korea and in the way public perceives actions of these people these people have unusual approach towards their career so they need to work independently or have their own business otherwise they will not get on well with their boss true they will get their new ideas unexpectedly and suddenly aha in the bathroom <laughs> sitting on the toilet they know immediately how to get something done and they will try to do it my pluto is also in the 10th house um this is a uh, pluto in the 10th house suggests a person who has a strong will and need to achieve success in their career um pluto in this house suggests a career in the scientific field uh, in healing or medicine healing yeah or in a profession where one can deal with powerful individuals, for example, politics. Nah, 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 no, 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 not going into politics. The last two houses is the 11th house. That's all about social connections and networking, friendship, group, society, you know, um, technology, um, originality and invention, all things futuristic. And it's ruled by, yeah, Aquarius. I don't have any planets in the 11th house. House. The twelfth house is all about endings, retirements. You know, it's the final house which rules endings. This house covers the final stage of a project, tying up loose ends, completions, afterlife, old age. You know, and it rules the imagination, creativity, arts, film, and the subconscious mind. And it's ruled by Pisces. My Neptune. Neptune is all about the spirit. Spirituality is in the twelfth house. So. People with Neptune in the 12th house likes isolation, a withdrawn life, dreams, and meditation. She has little desire for action. The healer, but it may take half a lifetime or more to recognize this. Neptune in the 12th house affects the unconscious mind. Sometimes it causes fears, difficulties with problems that spring from the past. These people have the tendency to focus on the wrong side of life. Ugh. Please tell me about it. They often display great empathy towards physically or mentally handicapped people. Neptune in the 12th house suggests people who focus on their own soul and avoid everyday affairs. Hence, this podcast, Transformation Begins at 40. Okay, so guys, 
I hope you enjoyed this little bit of knowledge about astrology and birth chart and I hope it helps you and you can go and check out your own birth chart use the free birth chart calculator that um, I've uh, uh, I'm going to recommend uh, on my Instagram post and in the um, description of this episode have fun with it you know again take what resonates with you if um, things that you want to change because nothing um, these things are not set in stone remember we always grow we always learn we always evolve we can change ourselves we can always strive to be a better version of ourselves so things that in our birth chart that we don't necessarily like we can still change the things in our birth chart that we love that and and it resonates with us we take it and we use it as a tool for self-reflection and introspection okay thank you all for listening all you beautiful souls see you next week bye wow that was an amazing episode thanks so much for listening in now don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and go follow my instagram at mnimia underscore podcast also hit me up at mnimia underscore podcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or comments about today's topic or even suggestions for future episodes see you next week Later, beautiful souls.